Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading a surprise book that Ganesh insists we will love. So get ready for either uh, an Amazon Book Club classic or Ganesh's serial killer manifesto. on book club podcast my name is austin hannah i'm ganesh sarma i'm shane burklow and this week we're reading a book that i have not heard of yet because ganesh insists on keeping it a secret he it says is, it's just so damn good it has to be a surprise he's being super super sneaky yeah, let me very coy, coy okay coy, all right coy I'll, boy. S- I'll say this boy coy. so this is our first sequel what not a sequel. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell y'all. Yeah, good. To what? Honestly, I can't remember what we. I don't know any of our episodes. <laughs> oh well, it looks like we actually have the main character here with us oh. today. Are you? Uh, are you Austin Hanna? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you owe the city of New York sixteen dollars and thirty-seven cents. Okay. It's a bathroom fee because uh, you used a lot of water going to the bathroom more than anyone else. Okay. So you got to uh, pay this fee now to the city of New York. Okay. So I'm here to collect the debt. Is this the debt collector? Because, oh. because I'm, I'm the debt collector. Are, what's his name? Jack Winchester. Jack Winchester. Jack you know, Rimmings. the debt collector. Oh, my God. Whoa. Wouldn't you know it? Our old friend, the debt collector, has come around. He's back, baby. And he's collecting debts. Johnny winchester yeah i'm having a hard time remembering this but we'll we'll see he's the guy he's the, he took on the mob he the, got out the, of jail took the on new york the mob. Oh, new jersey mafia oh right? wait yeah. he's the guy that like had that big gunfight in his girlfriend's yeah. yard yeah oh, man <laughs> he hit his hand with a hammer i think all right yeah. so first off if you haven't heard our episode for the debt collector press pause go listen to that one two three four times maybe and then come back here and we will catch you up on the sequel to the debt collector this book is called <laughs> Vengeance, Debt Collector 2. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. A Jack Winchester thriller. Yeah, oh, baby. I can see the movie poster for this now. Vengeance. Yeah, the first one was so good. It could have been a really, really successful film. Yeah, and I think this one might be better. I'm hoping anyway. I yeah. mean, twice the Debt Collector is... I, I can't even contain my excitement for this. So what does this mean? So he f- collected the debt. Yeah. Then... So well, I guess my... someone is getting vengeance on him? Well, let's first of all, let's try to remember how the last one ended. I do believe that uh, the, the his girlfriend and her child escaped on a boat. Yeah. They met up at the end. Uh, so but, so what, but yeah. boy basically, well they got he got he draw, drew the mob into his girlfriend's house. Correct. They got yeah. into a gunfight on the Correct. front lawn. Yep. And then they escaped in a boat. Yep. He I guess uh, cut a deal with the police. Well, we don't know because due to the nature of this podcast, oh, we skipped, we skipped, <laughs> we skipped uh, 25%. Uh, on that note, hey, Austin, for people that it's their first time, can you just tell them what we do? First of all, if it's your first time and you just ignored my advice to go listen to the previous episode, then you've made a dire mistake. But what we do on this podcast is we read free ebooks on Amazon Prime. We read the first page. The 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and then the last page. That's five pages of a whole book we read. And then we use those five pages to determine if this book is good or bad or potentially dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the first Debt Collector was dangerously good. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was a true beautiful book. High octane action. Yeah. We were starting to throw in some sound effects. It was really great. I was sweating. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to dig in here and we're going to find out what happens to the debt collector in our first sequel. I got a confession to make, though, Austin. I actually paid for this book. It was $2. Whoa. You've broken the first tenant of this podcast. You know what? Who gives a shit? Fire me. Uh, You're fired. Right. Just kidding. You're rehired, Ganesh. All right, let's jump in and read the synopsis for this book. Jack Winchester thought he had put his past behind him. When he returns to New York City and finds his friend murdered and his sister kidnapped... Damn, a rough go of it for Jack. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jack sucks, goes man. to war with the Sicilian Mafia. Well, don't do that. Yeah, it's their home turf. Come on. Well, Sicily would be their home turf. Well, come on. Well, no. They're second generation. Third generation. No. These yeah. people are born and bred Sicilians, Come maybe. on. We don't know. <laughs> Little Italy, dude. Big Italy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, is that it? That's the whole synopsis. Yep. Oh, wow. All right. So he's real... gonna get himself into some yeah, trouble. I, he should probably die in this book, but he won't. Who's the author again? What's this guy's name? John Mills. That's right. John Mills. That's Big John Mills. Mills. The Mills. The Millsker. <clears throat> Jack Mills, if you will. Jack Milk. This is what I think we were calling. I do believe him. he's Jack Milk. Uh, all right. So, do you want to get into it? You want to read the first page of Vengeance? The Debt Collector 2. Chapter 1, page 1. Beautiful. That's where I like to Three start. Three days before New Year's Eve. Okay, uh, so December 28th. The nice. private jet's engine spun out a deafening roar. Here comes Santa. As three of the Sicilian Mafia. He's late. <laughs> also known <laughs> this as... This isn't going back to the North Pole. Fuck. <laughs> Always have a good time down there. I use the sleigh on With Christmas, but I fly business on my way back. Also known as Cosa Nostra, Ooh. stepped onto the glistening tarmac at Teterboro Airport, New Jersey. Hell yeah. That's the fancy airport. Yeah. That's where all the uh, fancy schmancy folks fly into so the press can't look at them. Yeah, these guys aren't flying into Newark, I'll tell you that much. No, no LaGuardia for them. Mm-mm. No, no. The ground was covered in a thin layer of snow. While it had been a warm winter, each of them was dressed expecting the worst. A short distance away, a luxurious black Lincoln Navigator idled. One of the tinted windows slipped down. Upon seeing their guests approach, two of Leo Carlone's men, wearing leather jackets, stepped out and huddled together. Very cool. Their breath rose like spirits leaving their bodies. Beautiful. (laughs) Prose. Merry Christmas, or should I say, Happy Holidays. They spoke quietly with each other, going over what Leo had instructed. The mob is very PC these days. <laughs> Both, they don't say Merry Christmas here in the mafia. Both were sure of themselves, but nervous. A lot was riding on this. There had already been one screw-up. Oh, they Lord. couldn't afford another. In traditional Italian fashion, they greeted the men warmly with a kiss on the cheeks. <laughs> one of them opened the rear door, and the three slipped inside. Come on in. It wasn't long before they were whisked away to a small Italian restaurant and lounge on located on 17th Avenue in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Hey, I know where that is. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Leo's Restaurant and Lounge. My favorite. You think it's a real place? Uh, No. Yeah. I don't. Google it. Shall Uh, we? That's going to take time. Another time. Yeah, let's do that. Leo's Restaurant and Lounge. (laughs) Just remember I do it on your own time. I will not do it. 
Leo's. <laughs> I'm not, not interested. No. Well, I want to know. Well, that's for you to Google. Leo's yeah. restaurant and lounge. I don't have a Google. Sounds like a personal Google. Yelp it then. Yeah, Yelp it. Leo's restaurant and lounge. Leo's. What are, the, what are the reviews of Leo's? One star. Uh, a lot of mean people here. Yeah. Mafia? Blood on the carpets. <laughs> Leo's restaurant and Bad lounge. Specials. God Bad damn it. Specials at Leo's. <laughs> Let me get through. Looked modest on the outside. Wait, I'm sorry, what was the name of this restaurant again? I think it was Leo's Vic- Restaurant Vic- and Lounge. Victor's? Victor's Restaurant and Lounge. It resembled any one of the small restaurants found in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, okay. Inside, however, it oozed with style, and sophistication, <laughs> and glamour. That does not describe looks a like Brooklyn a, looks, restaurant. Looks like a Panda Express. <laughs> what I mean, I'm just picturing like a Williamsburg restaurant with like the wooden walls and like the faux rustic stuff and yeah. like mason jars with beers in them. Yeah, and a, Pandor- oh, yeah, and I a, love a Pandora playlist from 2008. That's where the mob hangs out at Leo's. Oh yeah, dark colored hardwood floors, exposed stone walls, and a warm fireplace at the center. Oh, what's the rent down there at They've Leo's? Got like rosé in a can. <laughs> it wasn't busy that day. A closed sign had been placed on the door well that's would definitely cut down on foot traffic <laughs> yeah all of the round tables covered in pristine white covers had chairs turned upside down on them oh. except two in the oh. far corner Mm-mm. leo carlone glanced up from where he was at the shrill of a bell ding dong he sat in a booth alone off to the left hand side Beyond him was a table with four men. He wiped the corner of his mouth and cleansed his palate with a mouthful of peanut wine before rinsing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Peanut wine? You it's mean weird, pino? Weird, weird cadence. Peanut pino? wine? Pino? Peanut wine. Say, spell it. P-I-N-O-T. <laughs> pino, <laughs> you <laughs> dope. Jesus. You know anything about wine? You're the reader on this podcast? God. Oh, wait. Doesn't Jack winchester doesn't he like love wine where we john uh, does he john no actually jack. Jack. he's jack uh does he love wine that's yeah. a detail i do not recall from the first episode yeah i think he was like really into wine but i'm willing to bet he does i think he likes a good peanut leo had been running the restaurant and lounge for over 20 years and had been in the family most thought it was a cover for criminal activity but it wasn't what well, it sounds like it is though yeah leo obviously. genuinely enjoyed running a restaurant and committing criminal activity it was upscale. Or at least harboring it. Yeah. A mix between a restaurant and a coffee house. Okay. What else? Is it like a rock climbing wall, too? That's yeah. like what Brooklyn bars Yeah, and now. you get to throw an axe. Yeah. It's like organic hammer throwing or something. That's a thing. Fuck that. It had been passed down through the family, and he would have passed it down to his son, Freddy. I'll only throw an axe in anger. Had he still been alive. Not in uh, joy. Yeah. Not, not out of, not out of. I'll throw it out of necessity, not recreation. The largest and oldest of the three Sicilian men greeted him with a kiss on both cheeks. Fat Tony! No, his name is Derek. Fat Derek. No, no, no. Normal Derek. Big Derek. He gripped Leo's shoulders tightly before he spoke. Please accept my condolences for your loss. Thank you, Leo nodded before motioning to the table. Please, take a seat. On my table. (laughs) I know you're a big guy. (laughs) Leo snapped his fingers in the air. Arthur, get these two gentlemen what they want. And for you, Vito? Ooh, Vito. Vito. That's good. That's right out of the playbook. Yeah. Just coffee. Black. Who's that? That's your Italian gangster voice? That's Vito? That's Vito. That's Vito? Wow, okay. Jesus Christ. It's the one voice you're allowed to still make fun of with impunity. Let's do it. Mama mia. (laughs) Just coffee. Black. There we go. Now we're cooking with gas. Vito Nietzsche was the boss of the Sicilian Mafia. His right-hand men were Dominic Morello and Anthony Lombardo. Don't mess with those guys. I'm having a flashback. During the last episode, I challenged the Mafia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're still here. still here, baby. I beat the mob, baby. Yeah, you suck, mob. Yeah. Bunch of losers. Both of them had- Me and Giuliani, baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> beat the mob. Did he beat the mob? Uh, he, you know, I think he's in the mob. Relatively. Well, he's in the new mob. Yeah. Of capitalists. Come on. Oh. America's the real enemy. Both of them had been with Vito since his rise to power eight years ago. Leo continued eating. Hey, nice place you have here. Did you sweep it? <laughs> Anthony asked. Cool, Anthony. No. <laughs> Leo's paused between bites. Do I look like a fucking moron? Oh, Whoa. he swept it for like bugs, not like with a broom. Oh. That's us naive country boys. Yeah. We're a couple of hayseeds over here. Never been to Bensonhurst. <laughs> nope. Anthony. Vito turned to him before looking back at Leo. He didn't mean no disrespect. Leo continued finishing off his plate of pasta. Truth be told, it had become routine to check for bugs. The FBI were never that far behind them. Yeah, I check for bugs in my pasta all the time. I'm yeah. like, please, no bugs in here. Yeah, no thank you. I've eaten two and I don't want any more. No, no, no. Enough protein for today. Until Roy Gaffino had been murdered, they had only had to sweep once a week. That had now turned into a daily activity. Too many of the old-timers had been taken down and incriminated by recordings. Mm-mm. After the death of Gaffino, the New York Mafia were on edge. Business after business had been raided by the FBI. They assumed that another crime family had been responsible for the hit on Gaffino. Well, it was. The FBI. Little did they realize it was the work of one man. Who? I believe it's one Jay Winchester. The death of Gaffino had caused a domino effect. The New York Mafia was knee-deep in the advanced stages of a billion-dollar cocaine deal with the Sicilian Mafia. It would have been some of the purest smack to ever hit the streets. Mm, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> we got the finest powder coming in. Sounds good to me. Stashed in shipments of canned fruit, the cargo was to be shipped from South America to Italy, and then a large portion would find its way what? back to America that via is, different ports. That is logistically so dumb. Yeah. And also, not needed for this story, probably. No. Also, it goes bad by then. <laughs> yeah, right? it melts. Yeah, that's how drugs it's work. like milk. The sure. powder melts. Yeah. One of which was Maine. Roy Gaffino. Oh, okay. All right, I'm filling in blanks of what happened in the last uh, book. Yeah, here right. we go. Oh, good. I like to fill in blanks. This author's doing the work for us. I the reader. Like that. Thanks, author. Roy Gaffino had been at the heartbeat of the whole operation. <laughs> Excuse me? He huh? controlled what came into which city. He determined what hit the streets, along with when and how it was distributed. 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 Ganesh, the natural speaker. Uh, okay, are we still reading more? Without him, business <laughs> had suffered. Shipments were lost, and without large sums of money were owed. It wasn't long. All right, All right this I'm guy's done. like... I'm done reading. You're done? Yeah. <laughs> He's giving up. Why? I'm curious. All right, we are we not going to hear about Jack here? Vito's like a cool boss. Yeah, he's, he's like Mr. A, cool Boss, all right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's making the big deals. Yeah, Mr. He makes big. sure shipments come through. That's right. He's the big shot, is what I heard. Actually, I'm going to keep reading. Oh. It wasn't long before word got back to Leo with a name on who was last seen leaving the pig's ear before the explosion. Well, well, well. I can't wait to hear. Jack <gasps> Winchester. We know him. He causes trouble everywhere he goes. He's a piece of work. Am I to believe your men couldn't stop one man? Leo snorted. A My man, men? A man who couldn't even uh, shingle a roof, if I recall correctly. That's right. He hit his thumb. That idiot. Roy and I were friends, but this is on him. We are owed a lot of money. And you will be paid, Leo replied. When? Vito asked impatiently. Once we've established who will be taking the reins... You expect us to wait while you squabble among yourselves for power and position? You don't understand. Oh, I understand very clearly. None of you have the balls to step up. It's not as simple as that. Vito leaned in closer. Do you know how much money we lost? How much? Like, we both lost. $20. $22. Right. Mm, yeah, there was, a, there was an ATM fee. Yeah. Leo stared <laughs> intently at Vito. Do you forget... 
He took my son's life. Oh. That's way worse. Yeah, that's worse than 20 bucks. My bad. Leo cast his eyes to the floor. A look of dismay or despondency crept up across his face. That's a couple ATM fees. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah. We can't find him, Leo said. And so you want our help? Leo lifted his eyes and took a deep breath. He neither nodded nor confirmed. He wasn't one for seeking help from the others, but the arguments among the crime families in New York had created so much division. No one trusted the other. That's always the case. They're always arguing. Just get along, fellas. Some believed Gafino was still alive, that it was all a ploy to determine loyalty. The old-timers wanted to see his charred remains, get confirmation from his dental records. They had heard of some other crime bosses disappearing off the radar only to reappear and reclaim their throne. Stepping into another's shoes wasn't something that was done lightly. It was risky business. Ooh, my favorite movie. Tell me about this man, Vito continued. They should have a merger. That's right, yeah. Just a couple meeting of the CEOs. Like when Disney bought Marvel. Yeah, you figure out which one is worth more, and then you merge them, and then you fire who's not necessary, but in this case, you kill them. And then you make a movie every year forever. Yeah. And it makes a billion dollars every time. I'm not sure if that works in this scenario, but... They could make a movie. It's a good thought. Uh, Is that That's where we're stopping? Yep. Okay. Uh, Sounds like pretty bad boys out here. Yeah, watch out, Jack. Watch out, Jack. You got Costra Nostra or whatever the hell after you. Big old Vito, the pasta eater. Fat Vito on the table. Hey, now. Watch out. Hey, no bugs in my pasta, This guy can't fit in the booth. He's got to lay on the table, and he's got a little napkin stuffed in his little tiny shirt. I can see it right now in my head. And Leo's wiping his mouth and giving him a hard time. That's right. He says, hey, buddy, you sweep the place. Boy. Hey. Tough guy, Vito. Hey, what are you going to... You got to kill that little guy. Yeah, you got to kill him. Jack. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Jack, watch out, buddy, because the mob is after you. Much like they're after me, Austin Hanna. Oh, boy. Our friend Jack Winchester seems like he's in for a world of hurt from the mob. Big Vito with the pasta mouth. Uh, looking for him. Uh, so let's and his goons and his goons i think it was anthony and little anthony unfair to call them goons they could just be friends but they were henchmen i mean but like friendly they're just buddies doing a their friend Vito a solid okay but they're probably on the payroll um i mean yeah sometimes you throw your friends a, a couple a couple pesos so they're doing it's his... like when they help you move and you buy him beer that's like what this is yeah but they like give them everything oh all right I'm still unclear about what the mob they're is. They're doing henches, and they're the men. They're uh, the henchmen. Ooh, all right. Let's jump in here and see what these uh, fellas are up to. Friday morning. The weather was better than the day before. TGIF, baby. The sky was a deep ocean blue. TGIF. Do you remember TGIF and ABC when that was uh, the song? Yeah. I still hear that in my head every Not Friday. Not the song. I don't remember the song. TGIF. They play that between the shows. Oh, that's cool. Let me do it again. Yeah. TGIF. Gone was the <laughs> blustery wind and constant snowfall. However, it was still cold. He leaned out from under the covers and banged on the electrical heater that was starting to give up the ghost. Oh, that's how you fix it. Like Fonzie. Bam, bam. By the time Jack crawled out of bed, Dana had already left him a text. It read... Now, is Dana the woman from the first book? I think, hey, yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Love you, babe. I ruined your house, babe. Don't get me killed this time. Sorry, babe. What time do you want to leave for New York? He flipped on the TV, stumbled into the cramped washroom, and splashed cold water over his face. He'd got used to living in his small living quarters on the boat. Ooh, Ooh a seaman's life. Ah, yikes. Though the thought of being able to iron things out with Dana and move in with her again was Short. a welcome one. In the background... The... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In... 
Go, go on. In the background, the news reported on another string of terrorist attacks don't that are taking my, place in Europe. Don't let my crude jokes ruin the podcast. Let them improve the podcast. It never seemed to end. I'm sorry, say that again. He saw a terrorist attack in Europe? Yeah. In the background, the news reported on another, another string of terrorist attacks that had taken place in Europe. Okay. What is it, this guy going like, to be alt right now? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Long pause from getting. You should blow past stuff when I said, it. Never sorry. seemed. To you end. should ignore that thing I said. Jack took a quick shower and then put on a pot of coffee. I wasn't sure if you're like asking us or it was like rhetorical or what. I've never asked you anything. As it was percolating, he took out a small duffel bag and filled it with enough clothes to last a couple of days. It was a good eight-hour drive into the city. That's like how much clothes would you pack for how many days? Eight? A couple. One pair of pants. <laughs> well, I've only worn one pair of pants for a year. Okay. So we got your pants. <laughs> yeah, that's and, all I need for one uh, pants. Like three pairs of socks that uh, I just rotate out. Definitely need a lot of socks. I feel like, all right, I'm exaggerating with the one pair of pants, but I feel like pants really for a trip, you probably only need like two. Yeah, two tops. And that's just so I don't spill, if I spill something on my first one. Eight pairs of underwear. Eight? I'm, underwear in socks. Underwear you gotta change every day. Yeah, of course, yeah. Underwear and socks, I feel like you need at least one more than the number of days you're gone. Probably always, two probably two more. And always pack mm. extra just in case you go swimming. Ganesh, are you saying more? No, I'm saying uh, if you're one per eight, eight days. You bring eight, eight pairs? Yeah. If I'm going I just went so I just went on a trip for three days and I brought four <laughs> sorry, a cat literally <laughs> just attacked me. Ganesh, your home is a zoo. Uh, anyway, I bring a lot of underwear with me because sometimes I shit my pants. What do you want me to say? Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it would give them plenty of time to chat. They needed to catch up. For the past few months, he'd kept himself busy. Sometimes he just lost track of the days. From beneath his bed, he pulled out a black suitcase. It was thin because it contained only a Glock 17 Whoa. and a few magazines. You get a suitcase for that? Yeah, a whole big suitcase. A Samsonite. <laughs> Ooh, with the gun compartment. Yeah. Samsonite, Second Amendment approved. Yeah. Samsonite's um, rural professional. Yeah. After walking away from his life in the mob, he was going to dispose of it. He didn't imagine he would have much need for it. Why, why is he still... Oh, he's got to get out of this first. But he could never quite bring himself to do it. Oh, he'd, he'd, sorry, I'd hate to interrupt so many times, although that is the only point of the podcast. Uh, he doesn't know he's still sought by the mob. He thinks it's over. Yeah. Is that what I'm gathering mm-hmm. here? We're not sure. I think he just kind of said he, would, he, he, needs to, he wants to get rid of the gun. Yeah. He thinks oh, he but he said he was going to dispose of it. Okay. All right. And then if you'd let him finish. That's... Maybe if you stopped interrupting, you'd actually find out. I don't want to find out. I like the <laughs> ride. <laughs> The journey is what it's all about, baby, and once we get to the end, I feel sad. His yeah. gun had become a part of who he was. <laughs> While he didn't always use it back in the city, it was never out of reach. The thought of returning to the concrete jungle had weighed heavily on his mind. <laughs> oh, this is also the guy that called New York the Big Apple in the last book. That's yeah, right. the Big Apple. I'm from the Big Apple. You know, the concrete jungle. Oh, hey. Yep. <laughs> Had weighed heavily on his mind. There was risk involved. Even though the streets would be filled with thousands of people looking to see the new year in. Oh, man, he's going back for the new year? Oh, yeah. Times Square, baby. He's getting tourist, a front row dude. seat. That's, That's why you bring extra underwear. That's millions. All right. All right. <laughs> Not thousands. Point taken. Millions. Right? It didn't. Yeah. 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 Never been. Not for me. Yeah. I don't want to shit my pants like Austin. No, no, no. I like to shit my pants. 
I plan for it. I will say though that you can pay five hundred dollars and go to the uh, the Olive Garden and they have like a dance floor. I actually think I would do this. No, I I want to do. I would hundred percent do that. Ah, you're you have all you can eat. Everything. Bon appetit. (laughs) They serve. They (laughs) serve pasta all night. Yeah, that's right, baby. Me and Ishan Vito are gonna go for a nice pasta dinner. Hey, some some, uh, like blogger like did that and posted photos. That's why I know it looked fun. It, yeah, looked it, like looked a, like it looked like it looked like a bad high school like dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it is did. right it's like up my alley. If but I'm not allowed to go to those. Olive Garden, and that's what it is. <laughs> he was pretty sure he'd been seen entering and leaving Gafinos. He fully expected them to put two and two together and seek him out for a little payback. Oh, so he does know. He's back in the game, baby. He's getting pulled back in. He's not. He's not a dummy. He's on a boat. Why doesn't he just go somewhere else? It doesn't have a big engine. Oh, weird. And no sails. Wow, that's. Is that really a boat, then? He's got paddles. It's a houseboat. <laughs> he lives in a canoe. <laughs> in the middle of, like, the East River. It's, he's, in, he's in the Gowanus Canal. <laughs> I should get out of this thing. The men who had shown up in Rockland after Gafino's death were proof of that. Their attempts to find him were weak at best. He knew the kind of men they sent weren't ready to jeopardize their life. Had they seen him that day, they might have tried to fire off a round or two, but that would have been it. Few of them nowadays would risk their lives the way they they had used to. Henchmen are getting soft. Mm-mm. Jack picked up his phone and no. sent a text to Dana. Not my henchmen. You got some hard ones? Oh, I got big boys. What are their names? Well, I can't tell you that. Fat Salvador. No, 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 no. Tiny Tim. Uh, Bernard Peppers. Bernard Peppers, okay. And Demetrius Lovell. Lovell? Lovell. 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 Demetrius Louisville. Is that a southern name? Yeah, yeah. Deep Lu- south. Louisville? Yeah. Louisville. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Demetrius Louisville. Jack picked up his phone and sent a text to Dana. How did you convince Jason? She replied almost instantly. He doesn't know yet. He didn't bother sending a message back. He was staying out of this. He knew the kid was having issues. Who wouldn't after finding out your dad was a drug dealer and the mob had killed him? Ah. Ah. Yeah, that sucks. For the dad. Yeah. And the sun. The repercussions of that night would stay with him for a long time. If he had been in Dana's shoes, he might have run for the hills. The fact that she had given him the time of day spoke volumes about the kind of person she was. An idiot. As he tossed a pair of shoes into the bag, he thought about what Eddie had planned. Nothing seemed to faze him. Not the police. Not the mob. Or even death itself. In many ways, he had been a lifeline for Jack. He wasn't sure what he would have done without him. His willingness to keep a close eye on Millie had made him wonder if Eddie really was their real father. Hmm. Who's Millie? Eddie's uh, we'll dog. <laughs> okay. That's his goldfish. He had considered the rumors. Like it wasn't that they even looked alike. There were similarities, but Millie didn't look anything like him. Hmm. They, that's what they say. Uh, chameleons always look like, look their, like their owners. owners. Yeah, that's right. That's the that's the uh, cliche anyway. Yeah, I've never heard that before in my life. Well, you need to read a fucking book, idiot. I'm reading it. one right now. A, better, a real a good one. <laughs> if they're climbing on their owner and they take the color like yeah. to match them, does that happen? If a chameleon climbed on my arm, would it take up a flesh no, tone? No, in cartoons, yes, but in aren't real there, life, no, they're boring. Aren't there they chameleons that. that really do that? No, no, they come close. Right, they come close. It takes them like hours or something. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't just, think it takes. Them. I can just put them all to sleep then. What's no, the point? They're good for they. No, there's no. They're reason. supposed to be good pets. I if think. they don't change color, then what are they worth to me? Make them out. Of, make them into soups. I think they're smart. Dana had been pacing back and forth for the past five minutes. Make them soups. God damn it, Jason. Had You'd say no to a chameleon soup. Yes. Oh man, but it's a soup that tastes like. I don't whatever, even like soup. It tastes like whatever you put it in. 
Tastes like a bowl. You know, they should make um coffee. Call it Kava Kava Chameleon. Chameleon. Oh, man. That's a million-dollar idea. Take that to Shark Tank. I'm out. His frequent trips out with these guys were starting to worry her. Then, to have to tell Jack... To have... Then, oh, to man. have Jack tell her... reset, Ganesh. Huh? 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 <laughs> what? Ganesh has broken into a visible sweat. Then, to have Jack tell her where he had found him. It had been too much. Jason just wouldn't listen. It was if everything she said went over his head. Let's just skip ahead. What? Yeah, this is boring, man. I guess Jack's just on a boat thinking about Let's get stuff. to the good shit. This is how you're going to do the Debt Collector 2? You don't give it the respect it deserves? After we I'm, loved the Debt Collector I'm 1. I'm giving it the respect by jumping ahead to the better part of the book, which, which is surely 50 and 75%. <sighs> I will allow Ganesh to call the shots for this one moment. Yeah. Or at least think he's calling the and shots. And if you're wrong, we'll collect the debt of our time, which yeah. is, for me is like 200 bucks by now. Yeah. Before we just press record here, Ganesh muttered to himself, this is a good part. So I hope that this is actually a good part. I've got high hopes for the 50% mark. That's where we're at, right? 50. We're at 50. I'm 50% That's right. through we're, this book. Then we're, we're, let's do it. Let's hear it. Jack tapped the taxi driver on the shoulder and told him to stop. He paused for a minute trying to contemplate whether to get out or have the driver turn around. Mm. He had no idea what the police had on him regarding the death just, of Gafino. I like this action packed. Yeah. He could find himself back in Slammer. There was no way he was going back to Rikers. It had almost killed him the first time. I forgot this guy was in Rikers. Oh, yeah. He strutted out in his jeans. See you later, Rikers. Everybody was like, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Jack. What is it, Jack? Dana asked. (laughs) Hey, are you uh, you getting out or do you want to go somewhere else? I got a business to run. (laughs) His taxi driver's just like, the taxi driver stopped. Yeah. Please exit. He's got to get out. He can't, at that point, you can't be like, uh, take me around the block. Sir, this is an Uber. I'm not racking up more money here. Just give me a minute, he replied. He stared into the crowd of people gathered outside. It had been years since he had seen Frank. Frank was speaking with an officer when he glanced their way. He wouldn't have been able to see who they were as they were in the back seat of the taxi in a block away. However, he might think it was a little strange that a taxi was idling on a road where there were few other vehicles. Why would anybody think that in New York? Yeah. Turn it's around. Let's go. Thing. Why is that taxi there? Jack said. Are they watching me? Everything's a taxi. <laughs> yeah, right. Even the cars that aren't taxis are taxis. Everything to me is just an annoyance and an obstacle until I get to my bed. Yeah, because you're a pedestrian. Yes. He didn't want to leave. Everything inside of him was screaming. He wanted to get out and see what was going on. Is he in Times Square for New Year's? Is that? I mean, he was going to go to that, right? Or no? Wasn't That's that, what it seems wasn't like. Wasn't that kind of yeah. implied earlier? I hope I'm he's there. Thinking, yeah. He and went, there is, he's on an empty street. There's no way. Oh, yeah. Well, there's not really cars driving around there, then. So it could be. Keep going. His sister, Eddie. He thought about texting him. Shit. They would have his phone. Eddie had always taken precautions. He'd bought disposable phones, but with CSI on scene, they had probably <laughs> removed any computers or cell phones. What? Is Eddie? How's Eddie spelled? E-D-D-I-E. Yeah. That's his sister. No, his sister is Millie. What? Who's Eddie? I don't know. So we'll just see how it plays out. The dog from Fraser? Yeah, he's there at Times Square. Damn, that's he's on the stage doing flips. It's good. He, at least he's got work. Mariah Carey singing with Eddie, the dog. Yeah. 
Damn, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. He had never given his address to Eddie. In his mind, the fewer people who knew about the place, the better. What's the address? Huh? He was still lost in thought. Trying to process what he had seen, he looked out the back window as the taxi did a U-turn in the road and pulled away. Frank had returned to his duties. He wasn't wanted by the police as far as he knew. His duties? <laughs> Frank, you dog. Eddie hadn't managed to dig up anything, but he Literally, was... he's a dog. Frank just took a shit in the street. Oh, no, Eddie's the dog. It's all dogs. Everybody but Jack is Eddie a dog. Eddie is on stage, prancing around, and Bruno Mars is riding on him like a horse. Whoa. And Eddie's, like, doing his little <laughs> tricks from Frasier. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Everyone loves it, and they're clapping, and the world is happy. But he wasn't going to take any chances, at least not until he found out what was going on. Hey, uh, take us to the E-Star uh, Behavioral Treatment Center. <laughs> this guy's like, where's that? <laughs> this is a big what? city, buddy. Yeah. He sat back in his what's seat. The cross street? <laughs> with a look of concern on his face. Can you just put that in your app? Jack, what's going on? Dana asked. I don't know yet, just. Jack, this. Dana, please, I need a moment to think. His mind was racing with every scenario he could imagine. Had the police finally tracked him down through Eddie? Had the mob arrived first? Or Damn. could this all have just been a misunderstanding? Eddie the dog's an informant? When they arrived at the center, Jack paid the driver and told him to wait. Dana and he went inside. I guess that would make sense because Marty Crane was a cop. Yeah. Damn. It's all coming together. <laughs> By now. He's conditioned to He knows. He, he loves the and law. Snoopy was a dog. By now, things had returned to almost normal. Any sign of the crime that had occurred a few nights ago was gone. It was business as usual, though they now had two armed guards on the door. When they approached the front desk, there was an elderly woman in front of them. She was taking forever. Ugh, I hate old people. Euthanize them. When I'm old, I'm going to be so quick, and everyone's going to... I'm going to blow their perceptions of me Yeah, because you're going to have, like, fucking futuristic uh, segues that go, like, 800 miles an hour in the future. No way. No? You're going to be on your feet going fast? Just going fast. Just shopping running? fast. You're going to be running? Checking an, out fast. You're going to be an old runner. Talking fast. Huh. Walking wow. fast. Damn, that's the future. Thinking you, fast. You yeah. think I can, uh... Jack asked. The older woman turned. Young man, you'll have to wait your turn. Listen, I just need to know... <laughs> that's a really good old woman voice. I'm yeah. sorry. I just want to give you a little praise. Sir, just take a seat <laughs> and we'll be with you in a moment. i praise you like I should. The attendant praise. said... Who? Him. Oh, good. Dana tapped Jack's wrist and they took a seat. Dana was trying to get a hold of Jason by texting him, but getting no reply. What do you think is going on? Whatever it is, it doesn't feel good. I knew this was a bad idea. This is my response if you ask me about this podcast. Eventually, the woman ahead of them was finished. Jack went up to the front desk and inquired about his sister. They pulled up her details and said she wasn't due to be back for another day. Jack thanked the woman. As he was leaving, he glanced up at the camera. He had no idea of what had gone down. Outside, Dana slipped into the taxi. Jack gave the driver some extra money and told him to take her back to the hotel. But Jack... Just go. I need to figure out what's going on with Eddie. Me too. And Jason? I'll see I'll see if I can find him, Bob. But just for now, just go back. And don't open the door to anyone. He could see the look of concern on Dana's face. There was very little he could do right now to alleviate that, other than track down Jason and get him back to the hotel. Dana rethinking the relationship. Yeah. Well, the last time they were in like this tense situation, they shot the house all up. Yeah, her house got destroyed. So now her, her hotel room might get destroyed. Yeah, she needs to... Uh, this is a dangerous relationship she's in. She needs to go talk to a, a counselor, a couple's counselor. He willed his mind to relax. He had no way of knowing if this was a problem. Something in his gut didn't feel good, though. What? His food? Wait, what? What happened? Oh, a few he ones. watched the taxi drive away <laughs> before he hailed another one and jumped in. That's the first time you've ever stopped and prompted us to say something. 
I, you caught me off guard. Something in his gut didn't feel good? Yeah. Was that like, you're setting up like a fart joke or Did something? you think we were going to chime in with like, uh, some gas and then do some fart noises or something? I, I figured there was an interruption coming, so I just waited. That's well, not no, for it to get above, out of the way. above those kinds of... No, we don't, we don't interrupt anymore. Okay. When he arrived, he but poked his I head. But I am uh, willing to see where it goes. When he arrived, he poked so, his head. I, mean, I think that you should... Uh, when he arrived, he poked his head And inside. I bet he's filled with farts, too. Yeah, this guy's gassy as hell. And that's the story He just owner, ate a burrito, I heard. If he had seen a kid resembling Jason. Like any owner whose focus was on selling, and who probably had seen countless faces that morning, he just shook his head and went back to the business of serving customers. Take me to Kingsland Avenue, he next told the driver. Ten minutes later, they were there. Long chapter what? about driving. Yeah, right. If you get in a cab in uh, Manhattan and you're, they're like, where are you going? You go, Brooklyn. They're like, fuck off. And yeah, they, they drive just, away. They... You have to like get in and then you have to be like, I'm going to Brooklyn. They're like, oh, my meter's broken. And then you're like, no, it's not. And then they'll drive you. But then really the joke's on you because why are you hailing a yellow cab in 2018? Sometimes your phone breaks. What? what? Never. Never. That's never happened to me. My oh, phone always works. Knock on wood. No. Because I'm going to break your phone. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> How am I going to get home? I guess I got a hail cab. <laughs> yeah. He had the taxi driver drop him off a few blocks from the apartment. There was just one cruiser there. Whatever they were doing, they had probably wrapped it up and moved on to the next call. Very rarely did it take them long, even if there was a dead body. <laughs> really? The New York police were <laughs> hey, in and out. Throw it in the bag. <laughs> hey, he's dead. What are you, what what you going to do? do? Hey. hey, good luck, buddy. They didn't have the luxury of a small town where they could linger and shoot the breeze. Hey, get well soon. I think I see cops shoot the breeze all the time. Yeah, up here. with their guns. Yeah. What's this win? Besides, they dealt with death on a daily basis. It was routine. As the taxi pulled away, he took a seat on the steps and waited. Oh, like the pause. (laughs) An hour passed. I forgot how to read for a second. That's happened. An hour passed before the cruiser drove away. The place was still taped off when he strolled up there. An old guy and a young kid were outside. They were talking when he came up on them. Hey, old guy. Hey, young kid. Yeah. I got a question for both of yous. Anyone hurt? He took a bonnie out of here on a stretcher. I'm guessing, yeah. No, oh, damn, kid. Was is that, that the, the old man? Is that the old man or the kid? <laughs> the kid had an attitude. Oh, okay. He had a youthful exuberance to his voice. Jack ducked under the tape. Hey, you can't go up there. Yeah. The old man yelled. Oh, Jack God. didn't listen. Mind your own business, you fucking old timer. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, old man? Chase me, old huh? Poop ass? Can you get up here? Oh, boy. Jack, you immature <laughs> old devil. Jack didn't listen. He buzzed the door for one of the other apartments. Delivery. Whoa, the door smooth. clicked. Why people still fell for that was beyond him. Well, probably because people like to get their packages. Mm-hmm. Within a matter of seconds, he was on the landing. Everybody's waiting. Why do people fall for it when I lie to them? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they believe me like I'm not a liar? The door to Eddie's apartment was locked. He twisted the handle. As he was doing that, one of Eddie's neighbors came out. A black woman with a huge microphone-style afro. Wow. Okay, John Mills. John Milk. Jackie Milk. Maybe check yourself, dude. Darling, you got business there? Ooh, Ganesh. I don't know. Walk the line, baby. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Was an old friend, he replied. They locked it. Excuse me? (laughs) They locked it. No, no, come on. You you ain't getting in there. Come on. (laughs) I don't want to toe the line. Uh, Did Eddie give you a spare key by any chance? He'd done that before with his old place, but Jack wasn't sure how much he would have trusted his, the folks in this neighborhood. Is that the narrator or the black woman? <laughs> the narrator. They can't tell. John Mills is racist. Yeah, that's a little bit racist. It's a mob book. Well, I mean, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's racist. 
She shook her head. Like I said, you ain't getting in. <laughs> That's what I thought. Honestly, your hesitance to do it is almost more offensive. I think you should just go full bore. Uh, no. You're Indian. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules for you. I don't think that's how it works. I'm not sure how it works, which is kind of the whole point. He stepped back, and with one brute force kick, he hit the door right at the point where the lock met the door frame. Wood split, and the door swung open. He glanced at her. Or you can do that, she said. She didn't look phased by it. Her pupils were dilated. Oh. The woman was high as a kite. Oh, Lord. Okay, this can, author has can, never been to New York. Well, I mean, I'm off. If I recall correctly, John Mills is from England. That's right. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever high as a kite in New York. Certainly not me. Fucking Mr. Brexit, John Mills himself. Jesus fucking Christ. Jack knew he didn't have long. The police could return any moment. He just had to see for himself. Inside a patch of dry blood was the only sign of injury. (laughs) He just kicked open the door to a crime scene. Yeah. Very cool. That is cool. It is, actually. Beyond that, the place had been torn apart. Whether the mess had been made by the police or someone else was unknown. Practically anything that would have been any use to him was already taken. Computers, paper, all that remained was what you usually found in an, in an apartment. Yeah, that's what the cops do. Yeah. They take that stuff. The furniture, yeah, the bed. Leave the computer. Who needs it? Ah, all this evidence? Well, yeah, we don't need all this. Uh, I got the blood. I got the blood. I got the body. I got and, the blood uh, on a rag. And that's all I need. He was cramped inside. He tried to replay in his mind what might have happened. He looked at the door. Bullet holes. Six of them. Wow. He Cut. followed the line of fire across to the wall where the bullets would have entered the drywall. Damn, Mr. CSI over here. CSI would have taken those. Yeah. On the side table Jack. were a few photos. Nothing oh. that hadn't been seen before in Eddie's last apartment. Call me Jack Milk because I'm writing this book as we're reading it. He moved into the bedroom. He John looked Milk. through the drawers and, so and one was a Bible. A new King James. Oh, a new one? Of, I've heard of that one. It's got the, uh, it's got the, the LeBron edition. It's got yeah. the updates. It's got, it's got good reviews, but That's, not great. It's the new one. It's, yeah. It has the addendums. It's like two the star, three yeah. star. He was made of dark brown leather. It was an odd thing to see. Eddie wasn't religious. He opened it and flipped through. In front, scribbled in black ink were the words, Great book. <laughs> Hope this brings you peace. <laughs> and scribbled in ink said, Best. God. Yeah. Live, uh, your, live your dreams. Have a good summer. Love you like a sister. Jesus. Big J. Keep going, Ganesh. Are we done? We're done. So oh. someone left a Bible in a threatening way after so, they killed uh, or hurt his friend Eddie. We had some redundant kind of taxi business in the beginning, but he finally got where he was going, which was an, an active crime scene uh, where he desecrated a Bible. It sounds like these guys are hurting the ones he loves to get to him. I'm still not sure who Eddie is, so I'm going to continue imagining it as the dog from Frasier. And the dog's wounded, and then a stretcher Man, or body bag. That's you hate to see that, especially with such a famous dog getting beautiful, up there in age. Beautiful dog. Is Eddie still alive? Yeah, no. and he's bigger than ever. Oh lord! He's just been growing this whole time. Watch out, Seattle. Yeah, Eddie's coming for you. All right, our main man Jack is out here breaking laws. Breaking into uh, crime scenes and uh, mentally abusing his wife or, I mean, girlfriend. What's her name? Dana. Dana. Is it still Sweet, a, simple Dana. Is it still a crime if you bust into a crime scene of your friend? Yeah. It's just like if I busted into your house, that's still a crime. Like, even but if it's not a friends. crime. But did you say I could do that? I guess you could. But don't. I can bust. I'm gonna bust in you. If I bust in your house tonight, you're gonna say you can't though. Hey, good to see. Like you. physically, you can't. Do I it. can't. No, I'm gonna. Oh well. And when I do it, you better feel good about it because you just told me that that's what should happen. Okay. I'm gonna well. kick down your door. And then I'm gonna have a mask on. 
just for fun. Well, how will I know it's you? I'm going to set a fire. And then we're just going to have to laugh about it. Anyway, let's read. Let's read the 75% mark of this uh, subpar sequel. Vengeance, the debt collector, Dose. He had heard from Roy when he was alive that Jack had another side to him. Oh, boy. That beyond the brutal acts he committed, there was a side that wanted normality. Mm. That's not the right word. We've met that side. In fact, most of what I know about Jack is that he wants to get out the game. Whatever normal was, in their world, normal was making others do what you wanted them to do. Yeah, we haven't seen Jack the animal yet. Jack the... (laughs) The Ripper, perhaps. Normal was being on top. (laughs) What are you you laughing at? (laughs) Oh, dear. No. (laughs) No. Uh, <laughs> what? Nor- normal was being on Wait, top. Take, you want to take a sip? Normal was being on top and making. I insist you take a sip. Normal was being take on a sip. T- take a sip of your d- diet cola. Can you on, I- on the rocks. He's drinking a cola on ice diet. You good? Feel good? Normal was being on top and making sure your enemies were below you. Uh, making sure they knew the pecking order. He said after a fresh gulp of Diet Coke. He had some of his men bring the two women food and water. Oh, he wanted pastages. to treat them well. Pasta. Pastages. That's what the Italians call them. <laughs> oh, boy. That is way more offensive than the black boys. What, pastages? Yeah. Hey. That's I got a, a pun. I got a room full of pastages over here. Give them this. <laughs> he wanted to treat them well. Give them a sense that at least he was on their side. That he wasn't behind all of this. Then when the time came and Jack showed up, as Leo fully believed he would, they would speak for him. It was a slim shot, but the only one he had. It was that, or die at the hands of Vito. Leo had arranged to have his wife and daughter take a vacation to California that month. His wife's family lived out there. It would give Vito long enough to deal with this matter. It would also give Leo peace of mind that they were out of harm's way. California? Yeah, that's groovy, baby. No mobsters there. Nope. Mm. Just sun. The beach. Sun, the beach. Palm trees. The rocks, the desert. Yeah. Fucking plastic surgery. Vito was in the middle of chewing out Dominic and Anthony. The news was playing in the background. Reports on a large shooting that had taken place at a hotel in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, oh, no. That's the where Dana was. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, man. We missed the shootout. No, wait. That's not where Dana was. That's where... Uh, yeah, yeah, because he had somehow back to the hotel. Oh, no. <laughs> went, who guessed that? Because they were right. Me. Oh, jeez. Is Dana okay? Do we know I this? I think she's uh, one of the hostages. A postages? Postages. This is all we need. Postage. Oh, I told you to be discreet about it. There was already police on site. What did you expect was going to happen? We got her, didn't we? Dominic replied. Vito was as tall as the other two. Very good information to have. Yeah, that's nice. And he's also as big as a table. Seventy-five <laughs> percent, and they say Vito was as tall as the other. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. I great. Guess. I went this whole time not knowing how tall Vito good was. Good world building, and it was okay. Yeah. All three of them looked like prize fighters. They were all tall. All three were tall. Seven, Everyone else was short, they but they were tall. The three seven were tall. feet. Three big freaks. And don't forget about Vito because he was very tall. Just. Well, at least as tall as the others. He was as tall as the others. They weren't your stereotypical overweight Italian mobsters. Uh-oh. They resembled MMA fighters. Why? Why are we learning this now? <laughs> this is way too deep into the book because like, we're talking about looks. Yeah. You okay. shot a cop. You know how much heat that this is going to bring down on us? I thought he was fat the whole time. This yeah. ruined the whole book for me. They, I want him to be fat. Vito's fat. I don't care what the book says. Every man is fat. Every person named Vito is born fat and dies fat. There's no thin Vito. Yeah, skinny Vito. No. No. Skinny Vito... 
he dies in childbirth. Yeah, what are these guys? They're all like what vegan and they're like. Well, maybe yeah, maybe all- he had like the the <laughs> fat Joe thing happen. So like he was fat and then he like went like. Wait, what's the fat oh. Joe thing? Fat well, fat Joe. Joe's not fat anymore. Oh, now like he's the rapper fat Joe. Joe? I thought fat Joe's he's not fat anymore. He's just, not? Now he's just regular ass Joe. I thought, I thought that was thought just he's... like a guy you knew. Wait, fat the fat he's Joe. He's not thing. fat anymore. No. no, now he's thin Joe. Really? Yeah, that's what he calls himself. That's really weird. Skinny J. Yeah. Well, I mean, I encourage all of you to Google Fat Joe and see just how much. I'm going to do it after this. I'm really excited to see this. And again, I'm not. I will not be doing that. We have them. Dominic replied. I haven't. I don't want to know about Fat Joe. You have no one. This happened a while ago. This is is common information. That's like his essence. This is common. Everybody knows. If you go ask anybody on the street, they'll tell you Fat Joe's thin now. I just saw him in some show and he was still really fat. What show is Fat Joe in? He was. Cribs? No, it was. Uh, Shane's been watching Cribs. Ribs? She's got to have it on Netflix. He's like the host of like a club. Oh, that's and, pretty like, the recent. Show. Yeah, he's lost weight that recently, Ganesh. I think you might have put it back. I think. <laughs> All right, you're covering your bases here. I think <laughs> yeah. Ganesh was no, wrong. he did. No, he, he really did. He lost a lot of weight. All right, I'm Good excited to see this. Good, Good for him. him. Yeah, you made this all up. Now you can live a bit. We have them. Dominic replied. Not if you gained it back. You have no one. We need Jack, not these bitches. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. He'll show up, Leo added, stepping out of the shadows at the back of the room. Just be prepared. Who's that? What voice is that? That's Vito. Pre- that, you just sounded like Scar from The Lion King. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite song in that movie. Yeah, they're not putting it in the new one. I that? know. That's awful. We should put the, it in this, though. Yeah. <laughs> be prepared. What's that line? Um, uh, you know, be prepared. I know that one line. Uh, Vito laughed. Fuck. No, wait. What is it? Yeah, it's uh. Oh boy. Uh, right before the part where they like kill the king, and they're like, "Yeah, no king, no king." Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna wait for you to find it. God damn it! All right. Uh, just read. It'll come to me. I'll just only be thinking about this. Vito laughed. Be prepared. There you go again, making out this guy is some sort of machine. He's human. He bleeds. Yes, just not like us. Vito shook his head. He bleeds green. Probably best we move this to a different location. I've got a house on Long Island. Who doesn't? Leo said. And how do you expect him to know where you are? We'll have one of the women phone. (laughs) That way he'll know they're alive. And you think he's really just going to turn himself over? He will if given the option of them being let go. Mm. I thought you wanted revenge. I want him dead. Not the women. I'm not an animal. Oh, it was the vengeance in the title about yeah. Vito's revenge? Yeah, vengeance. they're baiting oh, uh, Jack they're trying out to get Jack with these friends of his. They're baiting Jack out. With the postages. Is a good thing to say. Vito laughed. They're baiting off Jack. Jack is being baited off to come out and, uh, you know, you know what he's going to do. That's why I like you, Leo. You really believe your hands aren't stained in blood. All right, we'll do it your way. Vito nodded to Dominic. He went off to collect Dana. A few minutes later, he emerged. I don't like when people say they're collecting a person. I, I say hate... that all the time. Well, you're an idiot. Dana was struggling. <laughs> Vito handed her a phone. Phone jack. I don't. He didn't even let her finish before phone. he backhanded her in the face. Phone, what? Phone jack. Phone jack. You said that like he was saying like phone like a line in the wall. Phone jack. Yeah. Like phone <laughs> you know, he was saying phone jack. Those don't exist anymore, do they? Uh, not in my home. You have a connected home. Excuse me? A connected home. What's that? That's like a thing, right? No. Like every, every device is a smart device. What? Yeah. What's how do you, connected home? Connected home. Oh, a connected home. Yeah. Oh, you uh, mean like the light bulbs and shit? Yeah. yeah. I got bulbs. I don't have that. You no. have the bulbs with the 
the where you can... speak of the devil is very dark in here. Yeah, no lights. He didn't even let her finish before he backhanded her in the face. Candlelight. Her cheek became instantly red. Would that change the podcast for you guys if you thought that we were all just in candlelight? When we did the spooky episode, it was pretty uh, moody. It was, yeah. yeah. I like that. Me too. We should do that more. Yeah. <clears throat> let's do take, it. Let's take a bubble bath, too. Now we have a big, bright... It's like the Italian sun. It's like we're in uh, Tus- the Tuscan Tuscany. Yeah. That's right. And on speakerphone. Dana took hold of the phone and made a call. It rang a few times, then Jack picked up. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, hello? Hey, are you a hostage or something? Dana? Heard a lot about you, Jack. Do you know me? Vito said. <gasps> yeah, you're the asshole I'm going to kill. Ooh. Vito let out a chuckle. <laughs> I like this guy. He paused. Listen up. This is pretty simple. You know now what we will do. If you want to see your sister and this bitch again, come out to... Vito looked at Leo for the address. Leo didn't say it. He wrote it down on a piece of paper. He didn't want Jack to think that he had anything to do with this. Aw, poor Leo. You got it? I'm coming for you, Jack said. Good. I look forward to meeting you. Any character named Leo, I think of Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably not what they're going for. <laughs> but it kind of works. They're going for yeah, like a... Because he owns a restaurant. So Don Corleone. We got Uncle Leo. Leo's not the main guy. Vito's... It sound, no, it sounds oh, like they're part... They're, Vito's the head of the Sicilian Mafia, and Leo's the head of the... Restaurant. New, New York Mafia. <laughs> His restaurant? Yeah, it's just yeah. a restaurant. He's a restaurant here. Right, right, yeah. But maybe he has a bunch of restaurants like David Chang. Yes, right. Yeah, he does. It's a chain. He's very powerful. That's right. It's not a chain. They're all unique. David Chang? Oh. Mama Fuko? Well, I understand that. You think Leo... Oh, you're saying Leo has a series of unique restaurants? Yeah. He's like a Michelin star chef. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I was thinking maybe he just had like a franchise of one Leo's, but no, you're saying he's got all different kinds of niche Leo-based restaurants around the city. Yeah. Okay. That's one choice to make. He's got... There's one. It's called Spaghetti and Leo Balls. Oh. (laughs) Not even particularly great wordplay. That's that's a strong name to go with. (laughs) There's one called uh, Fat Daddy Leo's. Whoa. What do they serve? Like hoagies? I don't know. It's on the Upper West Side. Oh. <laughs> so not hoagies. I haven't uh, been there. That's not hoagie town up there. Um, okay. Uh, is that it? Or is that a, was We're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump ahead page. to the last page of this book. Uh, yeah. And fine. then we're going to forget about it. Uh, I'll always remember it. Here we go. We are almost done with Vengeance, uh, the Debt Collector 2. This is the last page. Let's savor it and hope it's good. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Take it away. He just did a big and, swallow of I don't know what. Can you, can you, Some sort of fluid. Can you time, can you timed a large swallow over right after I uh, introduced Gulp. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to He's read. very nervous. He's got steam coming out of his ears and he's pulling on his collar. Oh boy. They sat there for five minutes drinking their coffee like two old friends who were comfortable in each other's presence. Speedo and Jack? <laughs> hey, I grew to love you. <laughs> Did you say Speedo and Jack? Oh. I hope not. Vito the Speedo? Hey. Once hey, Frank was done. Dead. He's got the body for it. <laughs> Once Frank was done, he tossed a styrofoam cup in the garbage. Wow. Killing the earth. <laughs> well, it's been good seeing you again, Jack. We have not heard Frank yet, I could gather. <laughs> Frank straightened up and walked to the door. Have you done this voice already? No. Okay. Jack was stunned. Frank paused there and turned back. Oh, your trucks, eh? He tossed Jack the keys. 
I had it brought up round back, see? <laughs> Thanks. What are you going to tell him? Jack asked. Nothing to say, but you were held hostage, see? No one saw you kill, <laughs> no one saw you kill anyone, see? He studied Frank's face. Oh, yeah, but I ran from the security guard. Fear, Frank replied. Jack tipped his head to one side. <laughs> so it's not hitting me just how truly absurd all these voices coming out of you at once is. How, are you, how do you do that? I don't know. Uh, I'm barely uh, hanging on here, man. You can definitely trust the guy with that uh, timbre. I <laughs> oh, I think the infamous Jack Winchester gets scared every once in a while, see? The corner of Frank's lip curled up. Just promise me. Oh, sorry. Just promise me one thing. <laughs> They're fine, good. They Frank said. Up. He stumbled. The master. Sure. <laughs> you won't return to New York. Never again. Jack let out a stifled laugh. Frank smiled and then left. New York? You mean the city that never sleeps? You mean the concrete jungle, the uh, big apple? I uh, love it. If the, I can make it here, I'll make it anyway. The big roni, the pepperoni over there? Oh, ooh. <laughs> Over the course of the following days, Jack thought a lot about his time in New York while healing up in that hospital. Start spreading the news. <laughs> this would be where the montage would be at the end. Yeah. He should have stayed longer. They wanted him to stay for a week or so, but Jack wasn't going to be able to take any more chances. That's kind of like everyone's vacation in New York. What? We want to stay a week, but nah. <laughs> yeah. It's either you stay a week or you just stay here forever and lose all your money. As much as he was convinced that it was over. Then you start a podcast. And that the threat to him was gone. Then you become a functioning alcoholic or a drug addict. He didn't want to linger around to find out. And then you die in a pauper's grave. Within four days, he had checked out. Outside, he found his truck exactly where Frank had said it would be. He returned to the storage unit and filled the cab with everything that Eddie had left behind. It wasn't much. <laughs> a lot of bones, treats. <laughs> ah, Eddie's bones. <laughs> Look, some toys. <laughs> His little Seattle hat. That's right. <laughs> little begging strips. Martin's cane. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't entirely sure why Frank let him go. He could have pulled him. Wait, was Eddie the dog and Wishbone the same dog? No. All right, keep going. Insulting Gage. to Eddie. And he could have and wishbone. <laughs> he could have pulled him in on numerous charges. Perhaps it was his way of repaying what Jack had done for him many years ago. Frank understood what it meant to be surrounded by a crowd that only wanted to see you bleed. <laughs> that sucks. Maybe he wanted to be the one that came along and stopped a fight, or perhaps he understood that the line between good and bad was nothing more than a decision—a decision that either could help someone or destroy them. That's pretty basic That's human life. 101 stuff there. Had Jack not stepped in that day on the streets of New Jersey, maybe Frank might not have let him go. Or maybe it was just part of the path they were meant to take, the lesson they were meant to learn. <laughs> I'm real loose on the plot yeah. here. Sure. Either way, he like, was grateful for a chance to get out. Sounds like a debt may have been collected. Where the road would take him was anyone's guess. <laughs> This is like a, many sentences of wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> he stood beside his truck and tried phoning Dana's cell. He's got to try them all, and then we'll <laughs> find the one. <laughs> it came back as out of service. He rang the landline of their home. It returned the same message. Whatever road they had taken, it would be without him. <gasps> Dana's left him? Damn. Yeah. You she, kinda, took, she took I-95. She's, I mean, good <laughs> without decision. Yeah, she, she's uh, down south. Yeah. Uh, but good decision on her part, because this guy is clearly bad news. He's ended up with multiple gunfights happening around Dana. He loved her and could have found her, but the best thing he could do for her was stay far away. That's right. To keep his distance and allow Dana and James Jason a chance at life without the baggage that he brought to the table. Maybe one day she would find someone who could see her the way he saw her. A guy who would treat her the way he loved her. He made one final phone call. He was anonymous to the Rockland Cove Police. 
He gave them information about Danny Reagan's drug setup three miles outside of Rockland Cove. Fucking snitch. He told them how Danny was receiving shipments. He instructed them to check out the seats on the boat called Morning Glory. Good name for a drug boat. That's right. He also suggested they didn't radio any of this information out and to hit the place early in the morning. If you had a drug boat, what would you name it? The Greeny Steamer. (laughs) That makes me sick. The Greeny? What are you selling, like amphetamines? Yeah. Okay. Weird choice. Mm -hmm. They wanted Jack's name, but he hung up. There's a market for it. (laughs) He tossed his phone on the floor and crunched it beneath his boot. Well, that seems a bit far. He smiled at the thought of Danny having his door kicked in sometime in the early hours of the morning. I love vengeance. Everyone had to learn the hard way. Danny Reagan was no different. That's Ronald Reagan's grandson. His time had run out. Perhaps if there was next time, he would listen. Jason had said he would (laughs) like to be there to see Danny's face. It would have been sweet, but not as satisfying as seeing Jason's the day he would learn about Danny's fate. He felt a twinge of disappointment in his gut. The thought of that he wouldn't be around to watch him grow, to see the man that he would become. The end of this book just seems like a random word generator. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening here? But more than anything to finish his days beside Dana. Nevertheless, he knew staying away was the best thing for all of them. Change was on the horizon. The very last item he was about to place into his truck was a laptop. It was partially charged when he opened it. He sat for a moment on the upside-down bucket. (laughs) <laughs> and his, browsed through the folders on the desktop. That's in his car, the upside-down bucket? Yeah. That's his seat in his truck? That's in the back. Oh. He searched the offline emails, and that's when he began to see a clearer picture for him of what Eddie had done for a living. What the fuck are offline emails? I guess <clears throat> saved. Emails that he has saved yeah. offline? Yeah. Great. People hired him to fix problems, but those these weren't the typical problems. They were ones that most wouldn't be able to fix. The ones that got overlooked by a flawed legal system. They fell into gray areas. They were jobs that brought a silent war to an enemy that often remained unseen. The kind of people he used to work for. He had a chance to right his wrongs, to use the skills for good. To follow in the footsteps of his father. Somewhere he had hoped Eddie was looking down on him. <laughs> grinning. Woof. Barking. <laughs> <laughs> There was much. No. Did he really say parking? Did you say that? There was much you oh. would still have to learn. Oh, I don't even want to know. But he had time now. Jack brought the steel door down on the now empty storage unit. He locked it and returned the key to the main office. He informed them that it would no longer be needed and then returned to his vehicle. Jack hopped into the truck. He adjusted his mirrors, turned on his GPS. He pulled out the photo he had taken what? from Eddie's, oh, the one that God, was inside dang. the Bible. He glanced at the name, John Dalton. The address was for a place in Los Angeles. Ooh. He tapped it into, an, into a GPS, gave a quick glance into the mirror, oh cranked God. up radio, oh my God. and pulled away. I hate what's happening. <laughs> uh, great. He's going yeah. to Los Angeles, He's huh? going to become John Bolton. That's right. No, no, no John Dalton. John Bolton is the uh, warmonger that works in the Trump administration. Uh, well, he kind of looks like Colonel Sanders. He sure he does. does. Uh, so he's going to L.A., baby. He's going to go hook up with L.A. Dobbs is what, I, is what I'm oh, reading yeah. between the lines. Who, me? Jack? Who, me, Jack Winchester? Yeah. Um, that book was not as good as the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, luck, on Luck of the Draw, I think the first one we nailed it with a cool fight scene. Yeah. And I think this one we... Totally missed it. I'm extremely confused about what the plot was there, but I'm okay with that. It sounds like he went to New York. Those other guys were in New York. They, they tried to kill him. Captured some people he knew, and then he got him out. Still not sure if Eddie's a dog or not. Don't care. Um, yeah, fine. Whatever. Boo. 
let's uh, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and we'll cast this as if it were a movie. Gonna, now this is tricky because we've already cast these characters once. Well, before. let's just pretend that that movie didn't exist. Let's like pretend that. that I don't remember the last podcast, which is impossible. Well, if they, well, if this is truly a sequel to what I cast before, I, I want. Remember. How do you remember that? I don't remember who I. Cast. I know who I cast. Who? It hit me. I was trying so hard to remember. But I did, and now I remember. Perfect. And this is who I remember. Are you still trying to remember right now? (laughs) No, I have it. Okay. Right here. I just remembered. Oh, what is it? It's Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. And I questioned you, and it said, why a British man? He's not British. He's not American? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Viggo Mortensen's American? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. No, do it My phone's not here. Oh, no. I guess I believe you. He's American? Yeah. Why is his name Viggo Mortensen? Who America's a melting pot, you dipshit. Not, yeah. not for guys named okay. Why is my name Ganesh Sarma? You're Indian. He is uh American Danish. Yeah. Look at that. What where is he born? Manhattan. Wow. It's about as American as you get, buddy. About yeah. as American as Jack Winchester. The city of the Actually, Sleeps, that's a baby. really good fit then. The concrete yeah. jungle. Perfect, huh? Uh, a New Yorker <clears throat> playing a New Yorker. Hey, come on. Don't forget about it. Uh you know who I got <laughs> for <laughs> classic. Uh, you know who I got for Vito? Place. Who? All right. So at first I had him as Fat Joe. And then <laughs> the ra- when Vito was black? Well, no, he's just Fat Joe. The rapper? Yeah. Isn't he black? Well, I'm casting Fat Joe as Vito. But he's black. That doesn't matter. Okay. It's my movie. All right. And then I'm Vito's clearly Italian in this book, but hey, he's let's not, Sicilian. Let's actually. not get hung up. You know what? The Brooklyn accent that Fat Joe has is very <laughs> similar to like most Italian accents. I think it all weird statement all right fine fat joe is Vito. i could see nothing but Vito from the sopranos and then when you said Vito was trim i'm gonna go with whatever the skinny fat joe looks like (laughs) you've gone with the mythical skinny fat joe we've heard so much about that definitely exists according to he's gonna be Vito. he's my Vito. oh that threw me off really bad uh who do you have for Vito? oh Vito from the sopranos yeah that's a pretty good one i had fat tony from the simpsons uh so and i'm sticking with that even though he's a cartoon character and does not fit the description of the character or maybe danny devito uh weird choice for a mob boss but yeah i'll go with it <laughs> he could do it now the main character jack uh jack winchester Dana? i'm trying to remember who i cast for jack last time I, I don't remember uh so i'll go ahead and say the renowned danish actor Viggo mortensen not colin hanks uh no no way <laughs> colin hanks just throwing it out there you no. never he know. could be maybe he could be the, the taxi driver i'll do chet oh, hayes yeah. over colin hanks chet hayes yeah baby that's the other hanks yeah, he gets into trouble. The cool hangs. Yeah. Not like the square. He gets Colin. like arrested, right? Yeah, he does drugs. Chet. He does drugs like weed and salvia. Yeah. And vape. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> who else is in this? Dana, Dana. Um, uh, uh, Maura Tierney. That's good. That's yeah. good. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I think last that's time the first I said, time anybody's ever agreed on more. I said, that's the first time in history somebody said more tyranny, and everybody said, "Yeah, that's good." I think last time I said Diane Lane or something like bad. That. Don't like it. Uh, who else is in this book? Eddie. Well, we already know who that Frank. is. Frank. Frank. Um, Christopher Walken. You thought he was that old? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Or wait, Christopher well, Walken could be Leo. I still like I still like Uncle Leo from Seinfeld for Leo, but yeah, me too. That's good. Uh, Frank. What do you think for Frank Ganesh? Vince Vaughn. That's not too bad. Okay. I actually kind of like that. Okay. I think I might. Like, get... he's he's in this enough where, like, all right, like, you don't want, you don't want a whole big, movie around him. You don't want a big but... name in there. You no. want a, yeah. somebody who's maybe he trying to claw back into the biz. Vince Vaughn can't carry a movie. No. He's he, a side guy. He couldn't carry it. He could it. back back in the day. What movie but even is, then. Oh, what? Swingers? He didn't, swingers. Care, he didn't, carry, he swingers. didn't carry that. that John was, Favreau carried that. that was, yeah. 
Uh, he's never carried a movie. Well, he he's didn't even tried. Ca- he didn't even carry Wedding Crashers. That was no. on, with Owen Wilson. Uh, no, it was that was a group Rachel effort. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams carried Wedding Crashers. No, it was a group yeah. effort. The hottest take of the whole episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, who really carried Wedding Crashers was Bradley Cooper. Oh no! Yeah, and Christopher Walken. I oh, just watched yeah. that the other day for the first time in years. Does I forgot nearly the entire plot. It wasn't too bad. It was okay. I I just remember from that movie. It was way gross and pretty sexist, but that's yeah. pretty much all those movies. It the opening is like twenty minutes long. Yeah, before the title. Twenty sequence. beautiful minutes. The best uh, twenty minutes in film. But since it's the, one since huge the montage. Sure. Yeah. Strong scene. Love to end a podcast with an extended discussion of wedding crashers. Uh, on that note, is the episode over now? Yes. Okay. Let's go ahead and end it. <laughs> you can find us on your podcast app on the internet. Go to bookclubpodcast.com. You can find us at AMZN Book Club on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to Morris Reese for the music. Yeah. Our big boyfriend, Chris Linquist, for the art. Thanks. He's a real saint. Good job. Uh, and I think we're going to be getting some new art pretty soon. Don't jinx it. That's what I heard. Heard through the grapevine from our artist, Chris Linquist. He wouldn't uh, know. He doesn't listen to this. He also is uh, very weak-willed, so we'll <laughs> see if he even does it. Uh, so on that note, that's it. Have a great life. Uh, give uh, me a kiss if you see me in public. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.